What is up, everybody? Oh, muted, Zach. It, sorry. Are we? Am I unmuted now? Yep, you're good. Okay, I thought I'd unmuted myself. Maybe you didn't load. Anyways, I am Zachary Bell, your fill-in host, um, covering for Justin tonight only, maybe longer, depending on you know whatever goes on. He's on a uh, Ross Chastain esque. He's at Ross Chastain Alec actions here, so this is uh, his suspension from the show. Uh, NASCAR might not suspend Ross, but here here at uh, Running on Scuffs, we do suspend people for conduct. Uh, by conduct, I mean he's working another job. No, no true expense. Ryan, Ryan, he was he was salty that you know Truex decided to nut up and race a little bit, and then uh, you know shit himself in stage two. So that's okay. Um. Was that you stage know, two? We'll, huh? It was stage three at the end. Right at, at the right end of stage two, he next, also oh, shit I himself. I, I, I wasn't watching yet. I was busy with my mother. Yeah. Care. Well, I actually recorded the race and watched it today. Um, I have a so. job that I couldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I've always thought Martin Truex Jr. is quite sensitive to the way that people race him. Um but anyways, back to the intros. Uh, it's one Texas man, two Florida men, two Zachs, one Dan. Y'all know what that means. No Justin, no Daph. A much better show for you tonight. Dan, how are you doing, man? I'm good. Um, I had a long, filled, fun-filled weekend. Um, spent a lot of time with family. So, you know, that kind of, you know, it was always a, a good thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, didn't get to watch much of the racing Friday or Saturday. Had, had a lot of stuff going on with my niece's volleyball and me and my sister coaching volleyball Saturday morning. We we won our first game. We are officially undefeated for the season as far as me and my sister coaching. So congratulations to us. Unfortunately, my sis, my nieces are 0-2 for their league, but the season's still young. So, But no, um, good weekend. Uh, glad to be here. Good to be back from Disney. I know some of you guys missed me last week. I do apologize. Um, but you know, hey, you got to go ahead and have some fun away from away from your 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 crazy busy life sometimes. So, but uh, glad to be here. Glad to have my buddy Zach with us. You know, um, you know, it's been a tough time for for him and his family this week so far. But uh, glad to glad to be here and glad to hang out with you guys. Yeah, Zach, we're glad you're here. Um, other than everything else going on, how are you doing, man? It's a Hendrick well, victory, know. at least, right? Yeah, definitely good to have a Hendrick victory. Always good, especially that uh, hundred win for the twenty four. Uh, I actually didn't get to watch much of the race. I was busy at work with uh, Mother's Day weekend. I work in a restaurant, and we are very busy. It's our busiest weekend of the year, and then I had some family stuff going on, so I then got to watch uh, the third stage of the race, but it was still a very, very good weekend for racing. I would just like to remind you that the 24 is miles and miles behind the winningest number in NASCAR history, the number 11, Papa Williams. I don't know we call my dad Papa Bell, so we're going to call you Papa Williams unless you want something else, of course. But Daddy Tom, uh, you know, there's only one daddy and it's Dan, Daddy Dan. <laughs> but anyways, so uh, we're going to go ahead and, of course, you know, check us out at runonscuffs.com, the Twitter at runononscuffs, the YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagram, uh, all of that good stuff. Of course, my personal, if you'd like to beef with anything I have to say at ZRBell98, you can come in all of my mentions, TikTok, if whatever you, don't like you want to do. like how the show is done. Tonight, yeah. Make sure yeah. you you at him on Twitter. That. Slide into his DMs non-sexually, of course. If you're a female, you can slide in sexually. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to slide in sexually? Or possibly a male Denny Hamlet. No, I'm kidding. Still <laughs> <laughs> doing the OnlyFans content from last week, everybody. But uh, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and dive into our race review. We've got uh, quite a bit to talk about, everybody. So, as my uh, fellow co-host said, they did not yet yeah, TMI. Sorry, sorry, Papa Williams. It might be a little TMI, but that's okay. We we are a very open community here at Running on Scuffs. Uh, anyway, so um, my co-host did not watch the truck race or the Xfinity race. Uh, no shame against them, but those of us that did, we were treated to, uh, to quite the show. I'll say that. Um, truck series race on Friday night. Uh, uh, personally. It was won by it was won by Christian Eckes. Um, a little bit heartbreaking for the Derek Krause stands, of course. But uh, I will say it's the second one of the year, and um, another dominant performance out of that 19 truck, looking to be the only person 
really able to rival Zane Smith in the 38, it looks like. Um, but a fantastic Darlington race. It was really, really clean, stage one. Uh, a little sloppy there at the end, you know. Nothing says the Trek series uh, like a nice little sloppy top ending there, right, Dan? Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, I, did, I didn't get to watch much of it. Um, I did kind of go back and watch some of the highlights on the NASCAR app and stuff like that. But um, my phone was blown up in the group chat, so apparently it was good racing. Um, I, 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 like I said, didn't really watch much of it myself. But everybody know who watched it said it was a good race, good finish. Um, again, congratulations to um, – oh, I just drew a blank on his name. Christian Eckes. Christian Eckes. I was going to say Chandler Smith, but I knew that was wrong. Um, Christian Eckes, but uh, yeah, I mean – from what, I, from what I heard, from what I saw, the highlights looked like it was pretty good racing. Uh, Darlington's always a tough track and um, always puts on a good finish, though, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't know uh, what it is about Darlington specifically. Maybe it's that old old track itself or just the the, the way it's built. I don't know, the, the layout, the format, the configuration, whatever. But uh, it always puts on some pretty good racing. Man, you, I think you're right. You hit the nail on the head, Dan. I don't think there's a track that puts on better overall racing and better finishes than Darlington. Uh, the thought, the fact that there's constant tire wear, it's a groove and a half at best. Um, you know, it really like you are constantly on edge. It's a fantastic, fantastic racetrack. Um, biases aside uh, for Texas and everything it has to offer. Uh, Darlington, Darlington truly is one of my favorites. I love throwback weekend. Um, I'm glad that we go there twice a year. It certainly is one of the few tracks in my opinion that we should go to twice a year. Um, speaking of fantastic finishes, let's go ahead and roll on into the Xfinity Series race. <laughs> um, I'm going to lead off with this, folks. Uh, we know that I'm a bit of an Xfinity Series homer. Uh, I love what the Xfinity Series is. I love its mix of of young talent and veterans and uh, underfunded guys, guys who are trying to prove themselves to move up and guys who are hanging on for dear life for what they've got. Um, such a fantastic series. Dan, I present this to you in my opinion. There's not a better match between racetrack and car than the NASCAR Xfinity Series at Darlington. I, I, I can I can agree with that. Um, I feel like the last few years it's really kind of been the peak series on that on that track. Um, and I think the race Sunday or the Saturday that the finish of that race, I think kind of just showed it. Um, and I know uh, there might be some people upset with with uh, Kyle Busch and the way he won it. But it's Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson, sorry, wrong, wrong first name, different last name. Sorry, uh, but yeah, the way Kyle Larson won that race. Uh, but just like John Hunter Nemechek said, hey, it's just hard racing. Like it, it wasn't anything. They didn't take each other out. It was just hard racing, trying to get the win, and that's what it should be. Um, every, every to me, every every last lap should be nothing but hard racing. Um, I know some people sometimes cross that line a little bit too much, but uh, yeah, I mean. I think the Xfinity series exemplifies exactly what good racing is at Darlington. Yeah. Um, I can think back of quite a few. We had, uh, of course, the Larson and Sheldon Creed and Noah Gragson finish in 2021. We had the uh, Denny Hamlin Ross Chastain battle in 2019, I believe, when Hamlin ended up getting DQ so. to Cole Custer one. Um, we had the Kyle Bush and Chase Briscoe one in 2020. That right one, after that his was one miscarriage. That was one of my his favorites. wife's miscarriage. Um, yeah, man, listen, there are a few, uh, there are quite a few memorable moments for the Xfinity series at Darlington. And, um, you know, this, this, this is it. Denny Hamlin said it in the post race. Like, this is what happens when you get a mixture of, you know, a car that has a good amount of horsepower, a track that has tire wear, and drivers and driver talent matters. And, uh, and I listen, I, I, I totally understand if people are going to be bitter about Larson being a cup guy, you know, going down and racing the hard for a win. But at the end of the day, you know, I've been a proponent of Kyle Busch racing in this series. So I can't be really anti any cup guy racing in this series or the truck series. Iron sharpens iron. And as long as, as long as John Hunter Nemechek walks away from it saying it was good hard racing, then I don't think that really anybody can hold much against them. Um, you know, I mean, if uh, if uh, John Hunter wanted to carry the banner and and raise some concerns, then I'll hear him out. But uh, yeah, or lack of driving talent, also. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, lack of driving talent, of course, too. But you know, I mean, uh, 
I, I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic finish and really kind of summarizes exactly what the Xfinity series is and exactly what what good old NASCAR stock car racing is. This is why it's the oldest super speedway in NASCAR and um, truly a special place to us all. So speaking of special places, let's go ahead and delve into the Cup Series race. Uh, Dan, I know you did want, get to watch Stage 3. Um, to quickly summarize Stage 1 and 2, you were okay missing them. I mean, it was it's Darlington. You're like, it's good racing. But, um, you know, I mean, it's nothing like iconic. Um, of course, Martin Truex Jr. won Stage 1, so cue up Justin here. <laughs> but I don't hear anything. Sorry. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Ross Chastain won Stage 2. So uh, throw your melons in the air, everybody. Throw your melons. And, uh, of course, in Stage 3, uh, you know, somebody... Somebody, uh, somebody put it in Ross's ear that it's time to be the show, and uh, it's not a NASCAR race if I don't mention Ross Chastain doing something. And uh, listen, I am not always fond of Ross Chastain and what he does, um, mainly one of my drivers, the victim of it. But you know what? I, I can't deny that this is another week on this podcast. We're talking about Ross Chastain. Uh, we're what? How many episodes are we in? You know, like probably around thirty or so, Dan. Probably, uh, yeah. How many times has Ross Chastain been the center of conversation? At least half of these times? At least, yeah. So kudos to Ross for once again being the show. Uh, he was on the Pat McAfee show this week. So, you know, that's always a good thing for NASCAR. They, they love that stuff. Um, so let's just kind of go ahead and walk through here at the end, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, I, I don't think I don't think anybody's at fault here for the way that, that race and That was hard racing. Um, and if we're going to go ahead and, uh, and call it like it is, I mean, I think the Xfinity series is hard racing. This is hard racing. And, uh, you know, these guys, these guys are good enough to know what they're doing. Right, Dan? Yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know, um, me and you have disagreed on some incidents between Ross and Denny in the past, uh, specifically, uh, I believe it was Pocono last year. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see where either one really was majorly at fault over the other um the the restart before larson kind of ran him up into the wall and basically ross just returned the favor is how i look at it um i don't think it was anything where um it was ross being over aggressive and trying to take kyle out or prevent kyle from getting past him i think it was just hey you know what i'm just gonna do the same thing to you um i i i don't think you know, it was anything more than just, hey, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, as I say. So um, I don't think there was an issue personally um, where Ross was more aggressive than he should have been. I mean, it's the end of the race. You're going for a win. You're going to be aggressive. Um, even the broadcast booth was pretty much saying, hey, we all expected that to happen just because it didn't matter which lane Ross picked. If Kyle was on the inside or Chase or uh, Ross was on the inside, that move was going to happen regardless. So I, I think overall... It was just hard racing for the win, and unfortunately, it failed for both of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Ross, like I said, I mean, this, this is what you're going to get out of Ross Chastain, right? Um, I'm at the point personally with the, with the rest of the series where I'm, you know, put your, you know, put your, uh, put, you know, make your action meet your, meet your words. You know, if you're that mad at him and you're that mad about it, take him out, man. Take him out clean them out you know um at this rate like i'm kind of tired of the media side of this you know just talking about ross or getting all angry on the radio you know hearing on the broadcast like come on man like we're going to north wilkesboro of all places this week you know um this is the time if ross chastain <laughs> listen if ross chastain finishes this race this weekend um it'll be a mistake on every driver in the cup series field let me tell you <laughs> This is your chance. This is your chance, right? This is a, a Sunday night exhibition at a, a classic NASCAR venue. You know, 90% of the fans are probably going to be here for whatever you do to Ross Chastain. Like, if you're, um, if you're, uh, let's just take a name. If you're Austin Dillon and you want to get the Silver Spoon label off, clean him out. <laughs> now, that said, if you're Denny Hamlin, or, uh, you know, someone who is a bit more hated amongst the NASCAR community, don't clean them out. This is not the time. But uh, if you're someone there, you know, middling range, you know, if somehow Noah Graxon makes it to the all-star race, 
clean what? him out. Josh Berry takes one. Josh Berry, whoever you know, <laughs> anybody pretty much not named Larson, Elliot, Hamlin, Bush, Truex, yeah. or Logano. Maybe Ryan Blaney. Um, you know, you, you everybody else pretty much like if have Adam. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of comparisons to um, to Dylan Hart Senior with him. Um, I don't necessarily agree with those. I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from. Um, but I don't think he has that. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think he has that rapport yet with the other drivers. Uh, Dale was respected, um, and people knew he meant business. Um, and I think with Ross, it's just aggression. I think it's just him being, you know, wanting to win every race on every lap that he can. Um, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that in the Xfinity series and the truck series, he didn't draft for the best teams. Um, so he, you know, he, he had to overdrive the car. No, and, and yeah, he doesn't have a mustache. I mean, you can't have mustache yeah. if you're going to be Dale Earnhardt. So, um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I think it comes from the fact that you know he he didn't come up driving the top equipment in every race. Yeah, I, I know back in the day he did run from for you know a couple better truck series teams. I believe he ran for um, BK Racing back in the day, if I'm not mistaken, for a race or two um, or, or season or two part time. But um, I mean. It, he's never really been in consistently competitive equipment every race. So he's had to pretty much drive over his head and drive, at, you know, drive the equipment higher than it could. So, I mean, I, I get, you know, Hey, this is what made him get to where he's at. So obviously, you know, you continue with what, <coughs> what made your success. Um, but I think, he, I think he just needs to, you know, take, take a breath, rela- relax and be like, you know what? Hey, I have the equipment now. Now I just need to, you know, make the wise decisions and the smart moves and, and move forward in the field. And I, I don't think it is anything about him trying to be, you know, that intimidator or, you know, any, anything like that. I think it's just the fact that he's not used to driving such good equipment on a consistent basis. Um, I mean, he ran uh, for Ganassi in the cup series and they weren't really doing much then uh, when he did run in the Xfinity series for Ganassi, that was a, a top tier team at the time. Um, and he, you know, got a win with them in the 42 uh, was DC solar car at the time. I think it was at Darlington when he got that win. Um, uh, Las Vegas. He won Las Vegas. He, won Las Vegas. he uh, wrecked Kevin Harvick at Darlington. In the that's right. I knew there was another big, big event with him at Darlington. Um, but uh, no, I, I just think, you know, it's him being aggressive and trying to win every race that he can just because that was how he had to drive to get to where he's at now. Um, and I think it's just going to be a learning curve. Yes, I understand it's been, you know, two, three years now that he's been in the Cup Series full time. But um, it takes it takes some time, especially whenever it's something you've done for 20 years. Um, I mean, it, it takes some time and some, some getting used to to having that equipment and the, the ability to actually win every race just by racing smart and not racing hard every lap. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move on and talk about the winner here, Dan. I don't want to overshadow um, the actual winner here. William no, Byron yeah. won. Um, just when I was ready to kind of write him off a little bit, you know, um, not, not totally in the sense, but, you know, we were turning towards a classic William Byron season where he wins, you know, wins, wins a race or two early and then fades off into his security most of the rest of the way. He, uh, he got redemption from last year, you know, no smoking Joe this time to take him out. Right. Yeah, no. Um, I, I mean, I almost kind of want to call him sneaky will. I don't know why. Um, but he just finds a way to always be near the front when it counts. Um, I, I don't want to call him the closer because you know that's already taken with Kevin Harvick. But um, I mean Byron just has a way of always you know being being there when it counts. And um, I, don't, I don't know if that's just the Hendrick equipment. I don't know if that's the, the you know the, the the crew chief and the team setup or what. But there's just something about William Byron. He might be the most vanilla guy when it comes to interviews and showing excitement and just having personality, but the guy can race. Um, and I know for the longest, we always joked about uh, the TV, you know, people always talk about, and he learned to race on a, on a computer because of iRacing and everything else. But the guy can race. I mean, he shows that he can be competitive and be a championship contender already early this season. So, I mean, I, I applaud him for, you know, the, the, the just, whatever it is, the gumption or whatever to get him to that point. Almost every race, you'll see him in the top five, just up there. Hey, so when I make a mistake, guess what? I'm going to be right there. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm really, you know, I really think that the way that Hendrick Motorsports handled him at first was a bit concerning, right? He's uh what, like an 18, 
19-year-old Cup Series rookie, right? 20, something like that. He was, he was about as young as you could be to be a Cup Series rookie. And um, and then they brought Chad Knauss in to be his crew chief. And I really think Chad kind of built up that, that mentality in him, you know, to go from the guy who learned to race on a computer to being a full-fledged, not quite cold-blooded killer on the racetrack, but, you know, a guy who's, you know, kicking ass and taking names. And, you know, Chad moves on to become the director of competition or whatever his exact role it is at Hendrick Motorsports high up. But then he gets the reunion with Rudy Fugel, someone who has a great rapport with. Um, so you've got the chemistry of him and Fugel, the attitude, the the moxie that he has now, the swagger, whatever you want to call it. And quite frankly, I really think that, you know, it, he doesn't – it's time – he doesn't want to be overshadowed, you know. I mean – I really think that there's a lot of competition at Hendrick Motorsports amongst their, their four to not be fourth right now, you know? And, um, I mean, as contract talks evolve, right, that Chevy pipeline is deep, Dan. It's very, very deep um, amongst different teams and, you know, everything like that. And I think it's very important to, to be that. If you're not number one, right, it's going to be really hard on most seasons to, to surpass Larson or Elliott. And sometimes both of them, but it's really important not to be the fourth guy in the totem pole. Um, and I really think Williams Williams shown quite a bit, you know. And there's no shame being the the third or fourth guy at Hendrick Motorsports because sometimes mm-hmm. the third or fourth guy at Hendrick Motorsports is the third or fourth best driver in the series. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't remember um, where I was reading the statistic list from, but somebody today shared um, like each team in nascar's best overall races and um out of the four car teams which obviously is stuart haas and joe gibbs and hendrick um they were the only team to have one race where they all four finished in the top 10 um stuart haas i think had to finish like in the top 20 um and then um i think joe gibbs had one finish like 13th was like their fourth car was 13th finish or something like that but i mean hendrick consistently almost every year you know they're they're running one two three four almost you know in the points sometimes um and unfortunately this season i think with alex bowman being out as long as he's going to be out um i think uh that's you know going to unfortunately be kind of like their fourth car this season uh josh barry hasn't shown uh to be as competitive in that car unfortunately as he was in the nine i felt like in the nine he could have won a race uh once or twice in that car uh but with the 48 he just maybe doesn't have the chemistry with them or what i don't know uh, but that car seems to kind of be the fourth car in the stable this season so far. Well, I think the the uh, the difference we're seeing between Josh Berry and the nine and the forty eight is the difference between the nine and the forty eight. Uh, honestly, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, these cars are supposed to be equal, but everybody knows that there's a top dog at every team, right? I mean, uh, you know, and somebody's gonna get the second best and third and fourth, and and sometimes it fluctuates each week. But I, I really think that. Um, Especially right now, Josh Berry's getting the fourth. I think he's always I think he was always getting the fourth, possibly, but definitively looking clear, he's getting the fourth best stuff from HMS. I mean, he was what, like in the thirties, like laps down today, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was never really a contender, so um I don't know if you have any final thoughts on that before we do one more little race topic. No, I I mean, like I said, Hendrick has kind of always been the, the top four car team in my opinion. Um, they might not be for like one specific season. I know Gibbs one year was uh, almost lights out, but I, f- I feel like overall Hendrick on a consistent basis since they went to four cars, what in 2000, was it 2002 that they brought Jimmy on? Um, yeah, 2002 they brought Jimmy Johnson in to be the yeah. 48. Um, I mean, ever since then, they've pretty much been the top consistent four car team. Yeah, they might have one car kind of struggle a little bit. Um, there's always been that fourth car mentality um, of somebody, but. For the most part, I mean, you can't really beat Hendrick. If you want to be on a team and top team in NASCAR, you're going for pretty much Hendrick or, or, or Gibbs, honestly, at this point. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to wrap up and talk about is the broadcast a little bit. Um, of course, it is, you know, Fox has been doing the rotating guests, and then, of course, since the throwback weekend, they put a different person or people, in one case, in each stage. You know, stage one had the Petties, Richard and uh, Kyle. Um I could pass on that. They've done the Richard Petty in this in the booth bit a few times, and um, as a Denny Hamlin fan, I'm very, very anti Kyle Petty. 
because <laughs> Kyle Petty is very, very anti Dean <sighs> Hamlin. So I have a long-standing beef with Kyle Petty. This goes back to 2007. Um, <laughs> so Kyle Petty can shove it where the sun don't shine, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then, of course, we had Carl Edwards. I mean, this is the greatest gift of them all. Like, screw the race and all the stuff, man. Carl Edwards, back on our TV. Dan, he's I, alive. I, he is alive. Um, and honestly, I was excited. I, I'm always, always a Cousin Carl fan. Um he was he was never my number one driver, but I, I always like uh, cousin Carl. Um, maybe not so much when he went to Gibbs, just because I'm not a Gibbs fan per se. But um, I I did always like cousin Carl, and it was it was it was good to like have him up. I like I said I didn't get to watch the, that part of the race, um, but he was all the talk on Twitter. Even today, he was all the talk on Twitter, um, and I I don't know what the exact comments were. But it made it seem like he might be trying to come back and race at some point. So I'm here for that. I'm very eager to see that if that's the case. Because um, I, I think he kind of left abruptly and still had a lot left in the tank, in my opinion. So I, I'm here for it if he is, decides to come back and race. Yeah, Mama Seeker's right. It was great to see Carl. Uh, for those of us that literally saw him, uh, did not look a day past the last time we saw him on our TVs. Um, has not aged at all. This is what retirement does to you in NASCAR, right? Get off the grind to stay looking fine. Um, obviously, uh, if you don't know, I'm a big Carl Edwards fan. He, I mean, <laughs> no. he never he never passed any Hamlin, but uh, for a long time, he was that second guy. Carl Edwards won the first NASCAR race I ever attended in the 2005 night race at Texas. Uh, first time I saw the iconic backflip in person. Um but uh, it's such so so awesome to see uh, Carl back in the booth. And you're right, you know, there's some hints of some possible um, possible returns. I know uh, I was listening to Denny Hamlin's podcast, and he was talking a little bit about the the 75 greatest. And uh, my favorite team of all time lineup was the 2015 Joe Gibbs Racing lineup with Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Carl Edwards, and Matt Kenseth. And it sounds like those four were talking quite a bit. Um, according to Denny Hamlin. And so, you know, maybe, you know, now that Denny Hamlin is in an ownership role and, you know, of course, Kyle Busch owns his truck series team, you know, between one of those two guys, you know, man, uh, Carl's comments in the booth, you know, maybe we can get him back in and something at some point, you know, maybe he can pull the old Greg Biffle one off in a truck race at Texas. Like, uh, like, uh, you know, I would love to see that of course, but, um, and lastly, we had Bill Elliott again, you know, just like last year. Um, you know, of course, it's nice to see that Chase was actually throwing it back to Bill this year with Bill in the booth. And uh, that paint scheme, of course, seemed to really seem to to tie at Chase's heart a little bit more than some of the ones he's ran that were Bill throwbacks in the past. Um, I, I tug out my heart a little bit. You know, you see the clips of the when he won the Brickyard 400 and there's a little baby Chase out there and everything. And um, I mean, Chase and I aren't that far apart in age. So really, you know. I mean, I was probably in the same age at this time this is happening. So, you know, kudos to Chase, of course, and uh, getting that scheme. And uh, he had a top three run today. But yeah, I think I, it's – I mean, that was kind of like whenever I was really getting into NASCAR. So, like, that that paint scheme, uh, I've seen them all from this weekend, and there was a lot of good ones. I, I, I liked Ryan Newman's and the fact that he was throwing it back to himself from back in the day as well. Um, but I, I I feel like Chase Elliott's really kind of hit home for me just because that was, that was one – that was like an iconic scheme whenever I was, you know, really getting into NASCAR because it went from basically Dale dying, unfortunately, and then I really didn't have a driver except for Dale Jr. to root for. And so, like, the eight and the nine were really the only two that I could point at, be like, oh, yeah, I know who they are, and Michael Walter. That was pretty much the three that I could point at, be like, oh, yeah, I know who they are. Um, and then I really started to get into NASCAR. So I, I really like having um, that back, and uh, I saw Chase's hat with the nine on it from the old school uh, Everham nine. And um, I just thought it was always a, just a cool, even just the um, the font of the number. I always thought that mm -hmm. was cool with a little E off the top of it. So, yeah. yeah. Last week, we know I talked about it painfully. My favorite was Ross Chastain's um, for the accuracy. Uh, but uh, Denny Hamlin said it best. Nobody looks good in brown. <laughs> and, you know, we, we all know that, folks. But let's go ahead and move into our scuff stories now. So, uh, first things first, we had 
the final installment of the NASCAR 75. Uh, we had Joey Logano, Matt Kenseth, and Jimmy Johnson, of course, added to the list. Shocker, shocker there. You know, um, I mean, I was really personally concerned that Jimmy would not make the list. Kidding, I, of course. But I, I mean, when it got down to he was the only option, I was like, I, I swear if they do, I'm rioting. Like, I've, I was never a huge Jimmy Johnson fan, but the man deserves it. Like. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't think any of us on the show are like huge Jimmy Johnson fans, but uh, there comes a point where you 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 get some reality that sets in, and you step back, and you're like, he was great, and you have to appreciate his greatness. And in my opinion, the most competitive era in NASCAR history, um, the dominance in which he showed. So, of course, to me, uh, shocker here, Jimmy Johnson is the greatest of all time. Um, I stand. I, I might. You know, this is a generate. I really think that the greatest of all time is a generational argument, more than um, like actually like talent. I think that between Earnhardt and uh, Gordon and Johnson, that's a very tight race. I definitely think Petty is a good distance behind. Um, anyways, moving on. We'll agree on. <laughs> yeah, uh, Logan Morris is out here watching or listening later on. I know you're probably, you know, cursing at us, but that's okay, Logan. You know, I respect. I respect the king and everything he did. Listen, uh, wonderful man, wonderful color. Love Petty Blue, but uh, this is not true, man. Uh, Jerry Baxter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jerry Baxter was hospitalized on Thursday. He's resting and having some tests done. Um, of course, prayers for Jerry Baxter, one of the more dominant truck series crew chiefs of the past 10 years, uh, most famously working with Bubba Wallace. Um. And other news, Kyle Larson will drive the number seven truck at North Wilkesboro in place of Alex Bowman. So uh, Larson getting extra seat time again this weekend. Probably not a good thing for the rest of the field, huh, Dan? Yeah, no. Um, anytime Larson gets seat time, it's, uh, it's 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 tough, especially the truck series. I mean, that's that's not really as, uh, as competitive as far as the top teams uh, as the Xfinity series. So I feel like... You know, there's only going to be maybe two or three trucks that can really compete with him. Um, Spire it is the Spire truck. It is the Spire truck, which has not been quite as good this year as it seemed last year. But, uh, I mean, here's the thing. It, it's got freaking Larson, man. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day. Listen, Kyle Larson could take my Kia Sorento out there in North Wilkesboro and then kick some ass. I got a diesel Chevy Cruze. He'd still win. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, last thing, if Alex Bowman does not compete in the all-star race, which based on his quotes this weekend, sounds pretty likely he's not going to be racing this weekend with some still dealing with quite a bit of back pain and stuff and talked about how his biggest thing is um, dropping the jack on the pit stops and stuff. So that quick drop on and pressure on his back. So I imagine an old worn out surface like the North Wilkes Rail probably does not help his back in any way. The 48 car uh, must get its way. Must make the All Star race through the open, um, which I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence about. Right, like, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Alex Bowman won the race and it is an All Star driver, but at the same time, like the rest of this team won that won a race, you know, and um, you know, it's not necessarily fair to them that their work is not a guaranteed representation in the All Star race, you know. Um, so that's a, I don't know, Dan, do you have any comments on that before we move on? No, I, I agree. And the all-star race used to be for the team and the drivers who won the races from the previous season, if I'm not mistaken. It was, um, it was. And and then the, the clash was for the poll winners uh, as far as the drivers specifically. So, I mean, I, I completely agree. No, the 48, in my opinion, they, they you know, they won races last year. Uh, they were, you know, competitive in the, in the playoffs. They should absolutely be in the all-star race without having to run through the open. Um, I do know that the entry lists are already out. So unfortunately, Josh Berry is in the open um, entry list form. But I know I, I absolutely agree. 100% 48 car. They won last year. They should be in the all-star race, just like it was back in the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, the team that won, they should be as uh, as rewarded as the driver. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Be real with me, Dan. Put your tinfoil hat on. Take your watermelon hat off. If Jimmy Johnson was driving the 48 card this weekend, does he automatically get a pass to the All-Star race? Because my answer is obviously yes. 
Um, I, I mean, f- I, f- I, f- I feel like NASCAR would figure out a way to make it happen if if Jimmy well, was to past winners get in. So, well, I, I think even if he was in the in the Legacy eighty four car, I feel yes, like he would be in, in that uh, in the All Star race and not in the Open. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, like I said, I I think the team should be in regardless. Um, yeah, uh, like Mama Seeger said, they should be in. They won. They won the races last year, um, and they they were the ones who made the playoffs, so they should be in. Uh, I, honestly, I'm surprised Jimmy's not running the All Star race. I don't know why he wouldn't. It's free money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you I'm win, I mean that's why I look at it. But um, I mean, Ian, I'll say this too. You know, reflecting on Alex Bowman's win at Las Vegas last year, the team really had a lot to do with that two tire call to win that race. I mean, honestly. It's kind of a shame they're not represented. Yeah. Really, I mean, don't get me wrong. Alex Bowman obviously drove the car, but, uh, I mean, uh, Greg Ives' strategy call, and I know he's not the crew chief anymore, but that team around that strategy call won that race. Oh, boy. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on. We have a special announcement here at Running on Scuffs. Next week, the gang should all be back together, which I know is already big enough news. Boys That's right. back in town. Uh, we don't want to get copyrighted, Dan. But uh, 30 seconds. You're good. On next week's episode of Run on Scuffs, ARCA competitor Christian Rose will join will join the show. Um, this will be our first official driver on the show. Um, and if you don't know who Christian Rose is, you should uh, go ahead and you know take a look at the ARCA Menard series and everything and kind of get a brush up over there. And, of course, we will have a great time talking with him and um, talking a little bit of ARCA. I know it's not something we cover a lot, but um, – you know, every once in a while, the Arca monster rears its head, and sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. And it'll be nice to hear a driver's perspective on the series. Yeah, I mean, me? I, I I enjoy some of the Arca races. I know um, Daytona Talladega usually becomes a wreck fest, um, kind of more just a survival of the of the last man standing. Um, but there there are some good races in, especially the East and West series. I know the national series so much isn't isn't the best racing um but the east and west series what used to be the canon pro series um those two usually have some pretty good races i know uh, roger caruth of the truck series nick San- uh, sanchez they both ran for rev racing last year in those series um but yeah i i've always liked arca i i haven't really followed um christian's uh career so far Excuse me. He is seventh in the Arca series standings currently. I, I have. Uh, I'm, well, I've looked. I've looked him up, and I, and I I've looked at some of his uh, stats, and seems to be a pretty competitive guy. I know he's not always in the best equipment, from what it looks like. Um, but hey, you know, seventh place in a national touring series, I, I'll take it. Yeah, and we are excited to have him on. Once again, that'll be next Monday night. Recapping North Wilkesboro, leading into the uh, the biggest weekend in motorsports, of course, uh, with an Arca Series driver. So we're going to go ahead and move into our next segment. Um, we want to go ahead and bring Zach Williams back on for this one. Uh, it's Feel Goods or Flats with uh, me taking over. So this is me back behind the wheel of this one. And as soon as Zach gets himself on, there you are. We love your beautiful face, Zach. I'm glad to be back. <clears throat> So let's go ahead and dive right in, boys. So first one, this is mostly relating to next week's race at North Wilkesboro, as much as it pains me. All right. Feel good or flat? Chevrolet has won all but one race under at every short track. Short track meaning tracks less than a mile in length. Will a Chevrolet win the all-star race? Dan Foster. I'm a Chevy guy, so I'm going to say feel good. Zach Williams. Feel good. Do either of you want to call your shot with a certain Chevy driver? I'm Listen, it's, Ch- been Ch- Hendrick Mo- it's been Hendrick Motorsports, just to, just to spoil it. It's been two Larson wins and a William Byron win. Uh, uh, my, my first – when you first mentioned the question, my, my brain went to a specific driver um, that I do not think will finish this race. <laughs> Back to the conversation we have, we're having earlier about yeah. people taking their shot. Um, but uh, if Zach's going to say Chase, I'm going to say Kyle Larson. I, I mean, 
That's a good bet. I mean, that's uh, if you're going to go for a Chevy driver and you have one of two options, go with one of them too. I mean, William Byron's a good third third choice, but other than that, there's really not a a Chevy driver right now that's really competing. As I mean, Ross Chastain, obviously he's he's running up front, but he's just not being able to finish and put the races together right now. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, I'll play the numbers game and call this a flat. Um, <laughs> I mean, you might as well, right? So, feel good or flat? Will one of HMS or JGR miss the All Star? Have a car miss the All Star race? There's one of each in the open. Uh, Zach Williams, why don't you lead us off here? Uh, I'll say flat because I, I don't know if Josh Berry is going to make it. So you didn't mean to feel good. One of them will miss. Oh, feel good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Dan the man. So it's it's Ty Gibbs and Barry, right? Ty Gibbs, Josh Barry. I think neither make it. So I'm gonna say that's a feel good. That's 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 accurate. Um, I'm gonna say that's a flat. I think, I think equipment reigns supreme here. You know, right? Uh, I mean, these are probably the two best. These are definitively the two best teams in the series. Um, I, I mean, I think Josh has a very good chance. I think I, I feel like this is definitely his style of track, and with uh, Junior kind of being part of the, the the lead revitalization on this, he might have some extra laps there. And uh, he and definitely does. Car. So I, I mean, I, I think Barry has a very good shot, but I, I don't think either one makes it. I think right now that forty eight team's kind of struggling. Okay. All right. Feel good or flat? We will have a first time All Star race winner this season. Dan Foster. I'm going through the list in my head. So active all-star race winners include Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, uh, Joseph. Joey Logano has has won an all-star race, I believe. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Martin. Did Truex win one? I don't think Truex has won one either. I don't uh, think so. Yeah, there's not I'm, very many I'm, left. I'm going to say... That's a flat. That's a flat. So we're getting a we're getting a repeat winner. Yeah. Okay. Zach Williams, repeat winner. I think it's gonna be a repeat winner, so I'm gonna go with flat. Uh I don't know. I I have this weird feeling. I think it's gonna be listen, I think I think NASCAR's gonna get a very favorable outcome with this all star race. So I'm gonna say it's a feel good. You gonna pull, you gonna call your shot? Yeah, Ross Chastain wins the All Star race. Ooh, I don't think he'll finish. <laughs> I know we talked about it earlier, but listen, man. I, uh, I, I mean, I mean he's he's a Florida man. He's he's a farmer growing up. I, I I mean I could definitely see people being afraid to take that shot, especially after the Graxon incident on pit road. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. If you want to, if you want to wear the Dale Earnhardt cape, the best way to wear the cape is to win at North Wilkesboro. That is true. That is true. So, um, last, last feel good or flat. Um, all three manufacturers will be represented in the top five finishing of the All Star. Flat. I don't think Ford makes it. I think I'm with you on that one, Dan. I'm going to say Ford's not going to make it top five. I feel like Ford's struggling right now. Definitely. I'm going to say I agree with Mama Seager. It's a feel good. Uh, one of, I to be honest with you, I really think this this race is going to play into the play into the villains of the sport. I really think uh, I think Logano is going to be there at the end. I, I, honestly, right now I feel like there's only three drive. Three drivers, I'll say I'll say four, four drivers that have a potential for top top ten, um, and that's pretty much any any race right now. And, and that's going to be Keselowski, uh, Harvick, because Harvick just outdrives his equipment, uh, mm-hmm. and then Blaney and Logano. Uh, you have six Toyotas that are capable of top tens every week, and at least five Chevrolets, if 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 not eight. I mean, realistically, if you think about it, 
um, with the four Hendrick, the two Childress, and the two uh, Trackhouse teams. Yep, I agree. I mean, I mean, I, I get it. I, I think one of them is going to get in. But with that being said, let's go ahead and move into our race pick segment. Um, now, I do want to say, Justin did not put this on the script. Oh, sorry. My thing was a little slow. Now, Justin did put this on the script, but because I like to have entertainment and I want to make you guys squirm a little bit, um, we are going to pick a driver to win the Open as well. And in lieu of the Xfinity Series race, we're picking an all-star winner, an Open winner, and a Truck Series winner. Um, let's go ahead and let, uh, you know, we, we've only got the three of us, so we don't have to rush through this. We can take our time. We can explain ourselves if we want. Um, I'll go ahead and let Zach Williams take the first shot. We'll do Truck Series picks first. Uh, truck Series, I am definitely going Kyle Larson on that one. Grant? It's like you said earlier, he could drive your Sorrento. And when I always tell people he could drive a, a shopping cart and beat you. <laughs> but, That's uh, right. So I'm going for him uh, for the trucks, and I'm going good old Chase Elliott for the cup race. Who's your open pick? Do you have an open pick? Uh, I'm actually, Do you I'm need looking, the open list? I'm looking at the – I'm pulling it up now. All right. Dan okay. the Man Foster. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Give me your truck pick. Give me your open pick. Give me your cup series win pick. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the entry list for the truck race. I must have forgotten that Christopher Bell's going to be in a second Hattori car or truck. Sorry, there are um, five full-time Cup regulars in this, and uh, yeah, one Xfinity Series guy, Josh Williams. Yeah, um, <sighs> two Parker Kligerman, technically. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually going to pick a truck, a truck guy. Um, I'm going to go with Corey Heim. I feel like he's been 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 pretty impressive, and I think uh, I think uh, with the uh, with Tricon and Bubba, I think them two are going to somehow get get it together and and get past them. Okay. You got an open series pick? You got an open pick yet? Uh, hang on, I got to pull up the list again because I had it pulled up a second ago. Hang on, right. wrong chat. Uh, nope, not that one. That one, there we go. Uh, for the open, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Corey LaJoy. He seems to do good at the mile and a halfs. Or no, this is the mile and a half anymore. This is not Charlotte. Hang on, scratch that. We're going to go with... AJ Allmendinger, I think he's gonna he's gonna root somebody out the way. He's gonna be a little aggressive. He's always done pretty good at like Martinsville. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with AJ Allmendinger. Okay. And do you have and a winner pick for the All Star? F- for the All Star, uh, I know I said Larson earlier. I, I feel like I feel like I gotta stick with that because there's really not um, anybody else really sticking out to me, uh, and I, I feel like this track is gonna to fall into Larson's favor pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, Zach, do you have your, your open pick yet? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very glad Dan switched his pick because I was going with LaJoy. Awesome. Well, let me go ahead and give my picks here. So in the truck series, I'm going with the truck series regular loot, regular too, but uh, there's one driver that I, that I kind of think of has a real shining spot when all hell breaks loose. And his name is Carson Hosevar. Uh, nothing says <laughs> nothing says unique truck series event like a Carson Hosevar win. Uh, he impressed me quite a bit at Darlington this week. I don't know exactly what we're going to get from North Wilkesboro. We, uh, you know, I've gone on the record and been not particularly fond of this All Star race. Um, but if it the, the closest comparison I imagine is probably some sort of weird baby between Richmond and Darlington with the track surface. And, and everything. So, uh, going based off that, I have a strong feeling about Carson Hosevar. He also was someone who tire tested there as well. Um, so that that I think will help a little bit. Looking at the open list, um, it, it really is kind of a not the most impressive field here, to be honest with you. Um, they leave quite a bit to be desired, to be honest with you. Uh, but 
Um, this team has a knack for showing up for the non-points paying events, and that is why I am going to go with Ryan Newman in the Rick Ware Racing Car. Um, I know I'm crazy. It's probably unlikely, but uh, listen, he's gonna be he's gonna be hard to pass if for any chance, and I'll get out. He finds himself up front in uh, one of these short stints. I think that uh, I think Newman's gonna be hard to pass. I think the fact that he's a veteran in this race, and we already know that this is gonna be an old surface and tire management's gonna be a factor. I like Newman. I like him a lot, to be honest with you. Um, and Rick Ware, they ran and they've had stellar back-to-back performances at the Los a- at the LA Coliseum. So we'll go off that. And I uh, I said it here, folks. I am I'm picking the the Chastain. You know, everybody bring your melons, and um, it's going to be a great way to kick off the summer. It's watermelon season, Florida melon season with a Ross Chastain victory. Uh, listen, this is when he goes full Earnhardt on all of us, right? All of a sudden, he has a stash. His car is black next week or something, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, there are some ties to DEI. You know, Ty Norris is involved, right? Right? I mean, uh, you know, they ran the Dale Earnhardt and Dale Jr. throwbacks last year. Listen, there was a reason why they gave Ross the Dale Earnhardt throwback and not the Dale Jr. throwback, right? So, with that being said, I am picking Ross Chastain. Um, I hope I'm wrong. But, I mean, it's better to have Denny Hamlin win and be wrong or have on the alternative or the alternative be Ross Chastain win. And I'm right. Yeah. Comment your thoughts down below. We'd love to see your picks. I'm sure Ryan's going to go ahead and pick Joey Logano and probably Josh Berry to win the open. But uh, to the rest of us who uh, don't see with the blinders on, you know, please comment your picks and uh, Justin and, and Mike, uh, you guys can get stuck picking nothing. The rest of us are coming out to win. With that being said, folks, it's been a uh, fantastic, fantastic episode of Running on Scuffs. I'm sure Zach and Dan are pretty glad that Justin and Mike were not in my last week after Denny Hamlin won um, because it probably just would have been me talking to you all for an hour, which is great for me and uh, great for all of you as well. But um, uh, we can go ahead and get some sign-offs here, of course. Zach, if you'd like to go ahead and lead us here in the sign-offs. Yeah, uh, so it was a really good show with you guys. I'm glad I got to be able to be here. You know, after the weekend I had, it was nice to hang out with you guys and talk some racing. Absolutely, man. We are glad you are here, of course, and everything going on with you is in the thoughts and prayers of everybody here at Running Us Guffs in our community. Dan, how are you, man? Any final words? I'm uh, No, just uh, as always, enjoy hanging out and, and, and talking NASCAR. I, I don't really have a lot of people in my day-to-day life that I get to talk about it with. Um, my mom tries to stay up to date on it, and that's pretty much the only person I really get to talk about NASCAR with. So uh, anytime I get to hang out and talk with you guys, obviously I have multiple group chats that I talk NASCAR with, but there's nobody really who lives in the area except for Zach. Now that I know Zach's a huge NASCAR fan. Um, but uh, yeah, no, as always, enjoy hanging out with you guys. Um, again, Zach, thoughts and prayers for you and your family, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm right down the road. If you need anything, literally, um, you know where I live. So, um, we get our eggs. Can the, rest right. of us, can the rest of us on the internet know where Dan Foster lives or is that not allowed? I mean, it's technically public information. Um, the I, rest I, of us are too lazy to go. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure at some point in time, it'll be really, it'll be leaked on the internet, you know, cause I always got some kind of drama going on in my life no but uh no it, it it's uh it's it's been a great week so far can't our weekend of racing and i uh, can't wait to see what next weekend comes with the uh all-star race in north wilkesboro i'm i'm glad to have the old track back i know i really did get in nascar after it was already off the schedule um but i know this was a big historic track for uh for nascar back in the day and a lot of the older drivers so i'm excited to see some racing on it for the first time because i didn't get to watch any of the any of the races last season so um but no yeah uh hope you guys have a good rest of your week uh hope all the moms out there had a great mother's day want to wish everybody a, a great belated mother's day if you if you didn't have one i know mama seegers on here i hope justin spooled the crap out of you and if you didn't let me know i'll come beat him up um but uh no we you love could just you guys. make sure she had a nice mother's day you don't have to beat her son up well if he didn't treat her right he deserves it <laughs> well, yeah, but then you're gonna stick her with a fat medical bill. No, 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 no. It, 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 there will be no medical bills. It'll be taken care of. 
But It'll use a, uh, a a pillowcase with bars of soap. That's right. Out. You know, put some nickels in a sock. No, <laughs> but we love everybody. Uh, hope to see you guys again next week. Enjoy uh, a, a lovely weekend of NASCAR racing. And the weather in Florida has been pretty great here lately. So hopefully it is in your neck of the woods. And uh, as always, thank you for tuning in, guys. Zach, I'll let you take your signature sign off, sir. Thank yeah. you all the parents out there for us. Yeah. First off, for all you assholes. They got the all-star race taken away from Texas Motor Speedway. You better enjoy this weekend. Because those of us that have experienced pain and suffering, like me, and probably only me, (laughs) are going to suffer. So you guys, this better be the greatest race. Thank you. This better be (laughs) the greatest race. That's right, Haley. Thank you. Listen, this better be the greatest race of all time because if it's not, <coughs> it better be go back to Texas because from hell or high water, it's going to go back to where the promised land. Okay? Zach, I know you love Texas, but I know you're a Texas man. But uh, I have someone on my fantasy team who's a Texas resident as well, and it's glad it's not a Texas this year. <laughs> You know, listen, I've just, listen, I, I have legitimate concerns about this race. Um, I mean, let me, we can go to the shorts because we really didn't talk about it. But listen, this track's been dead for longer than I've been alive. So listen, I'm just saying, I mean, for this track to reincarnate, uh, I mean, I have real concerns about the infrastructure. I have real concerns about a lot of the logistics of this. Not to mention, it's not like the Cup Series short track package has been like wowing us most weekends. So, I mean... You know, like I said, for these people that are, are 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 wanting this to happen, I mean, kudos to you. Good luck. I hope you get what you're looking for out of it. Um, because to me, there's a lot of potential let down here. And if we come on this show next week and this race is universally not good, I'm going to tell everybody that I told you so. And you might argue that it's better than Texas. If that's the case, blame the person on your shirt there, bud. Yeah, I wore this shirt for the reason. Be- uh, just... Because if it wasn't for him, it would not be at North Wilkes. Him and Marcus Smith, listen. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, and, and like a, to me, honestly, they're appealing to a, half these fans that are people are wanting North Wilkes. These are the same fans that, you know, leave the sport because of the 550 package, left the sport because, you know, senior died, left the sport because of the playoffs, left the sport because of the chase or stage racing, or the fact that Toyota's a NASCAR, you know. So to me, they're chasing a fan that is not worth it. But if you are one of those fans, you are valued. I don't want to just act like you're not important. But listen, the rest of us are all hail the mighty Texas Motor Speedway. You know, Zach's cousin is right. That's right. Thank you. Um, as for as for all the parents, um of course, mothers, happy belated Mother's Day to my mom, of course, and, and dad. Thank you for supporting my NASCAR direction. Uh, Shouts out to my mom for giving up a little bit of Mother's Day weekend to make sure some NASCAR was on. We we watched the Xfinity Series race together on Saturday. Um, and, uh, you know, my mom is probably someone who I get to I watch a lot of racing with, actually. And um, she is one who is quite impressed by young money Kyle Larson, actually. Not more than Dennis, but, you know. Um, anyway, so shouts out to all the mothers and um, and my parents, of course, for supporting my racing addiction. Shouts out to Justin for working and, you know, going MIA and allowing me to host the show. Last time I hosted the show, we picked up Zach Williams as a producer. So if anybody would like to join the show in any capacity because you don't think Dan and I are very good at it or you don't think Dan, Zach, and I are very good at it, we'd love to have you join Running on Scuffs. Maybe. Now's the time. I noticed someone just hearted the video. That probably means someone wants to join. So if you'd like to go to, go to my personal DMs. Or you, you can, DM me on Twitter. Right there's my handle. You got Zach's yeah, handle, Zach's. You know, you just let us know. Honestly, that's how Zach, you know, he, he watched mine and Zach's uh, struggle of a two-man show <laughs> and was like, hey, guys, if you ever need help, let me know. So, I mean, yeah. and now he's on here every week with us. So, right. I mean, reach out, guys. We're always willing to uh, consider new people. Yeah, we're like American Idol. You know, we're all giving out giving out the golden tickets. Out. That's right. You know, and you know, if we have to kick Justin off the off the team, we kick Justin off the team. It's just you know how life works. We've actually been petitioning to to replace Justin with Mama Seeger for a long that is time. True. 
She has better opinions a lot of times. Um, yeah. yeah, much much, much nicer. better. I was gonna say much much more interesting takes too. You know, listen, I appreciate Mama Seeger. She loves her son, of course, but she could obviously see when her son is wrong, and that is the mark of a truly great mother, just like my mom. And she has four adopted sons as it is. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Good thing Justin's an only child. If Justin had more siblings, he'd get real competitive. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, Well, y'all have a great week. Enjoy the all-star race. Um, And if you don't enjoy the all-star race, next know that the next week, there's 600 miles of legitimate NASCAR racing at a legitimate NASCAR facility. Uh, The best race from the, arguably the best race from the 2022 season. One by Dennis Hamlin. So on that one, y'all have a great night and a great week. Good night, guys.